Before we start this segment, I, I need to present a caveat. We are going to be talking about a lack of leadership in the White Sox clubhouse. And I know that there are a lot of White Sox fans that are kind of tired of hearing about this subject. And I get that that's the way that you feel. I just had a little bit of an epiphany about the way that we talk about leadership and how it actually manifests itself. And I wanted to do a compare and contrast with the two teams that we cover on this station, the Cubs and the White Sox, because I think that there is an interesting dichotomy that's happening in, in both of these places. I, I will tell you that ordinarily, and Layla knows this too from covering all, you've covered way more baseball teams than I have. When we talk about leadership, it's usually a little bit of a nebulous term. And it's easy to talk about leadership retroactively. Like, oh, this team has great leaders. Look, they won. This team's a losing team. Clearly, they don't have leaders on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It reminds me of the phrase, winning teams win and losing teams meet. Facts. Yeah, it's or when you try to ascribe leadership to your favorite college quarterback, whether or not those are their personality traits. It, it's something that you, you hope for in times typically of distress. I want to play something from last night in the, the Sox clubhouse. Because obviously, Luis Robert is going to finish high in MVP voting. He's not going to win American League MVP, but he's doing his best to try and win. American League MVP. And so he was asked yesterday about his own leadership, and I think it's Billy that's doing the translating here. Billy Russo. And then there's there there's a Spanish phrase that most of us already know that you'll hear when he answers the question about leadership. I don't see myself as a leader. I try to, you know, do my job and be on the field and, and do the things that, that we all are supposed to do. And maybe, you know, be an example for others, but uh, I don't see myself like, like as a leader. Are there leaders on this team? I lead in este equipo. When asked if there are leaders on the team and who they are, Luis Robert laughed, thought, and said, I don't know. No say. No say. I don't know. That's a little scary. Because that's one of the questions that we've had with leadership. It's also brought forth because of what Keenan Middleton said last week and how it tries to illustrate all of us trying to figure out what the problem is. Right. And what and what it is. Like, what does it look like? Because I think that sometimes like we look at it from like a Hollywood perspective of the leader is the guy that rallies the troops and he makes the the, the speech. And the speech is what lifts them on. Now, look. There's that's happened. It, it literally happened in the World Series for the Cubs from a guy that wasn't the best player, but a lot of guys on that team followed in Jason Hayward. That's a Hollywood ending that doesn't happen very often from the day to day of 162. It's a little bit harder to define, but I'm convinced that we actually have some examples of it playing out with one of the players in town right now. And I was, I didn't think that 
I didn't think that he was going to have as big of an impact from a leadership standpoint than he has. And that's Dansby Swanson. The Ken Rosenthal piece on Dansby Swanson, and this is what leadership is. It's Dansby Swanson going to Jed Hoyer and staying in Jed Hoyer's ear and saying, look, I'm not saying this because I'm on the team. We've got a team that's good enough to compete. Don't let us do our thing and and don't move pieces. And if you read the Rosenthal piece, he is emphatic about that with Jed. That, to me, is leadership, being able to communicate in, in different directions, communicate up, communicate down. Him communicating down, the example of that with Dansby Swanson is him in the cage or him during batting practice looking at something that Christopher Morrell is doing and saying to a, a less experienced younger player, hey, the stuff that you're doing in the cage, you you should just do that when you're – in the game, and working with him and saying, this is what I'm seeing, this is where you could exploit what you're doing in work. Like, that's leadership. And and also the other part of it is the way that Dansby plays. Yes. It's, yes. So there's like, there's, there's a three-pronged way that you can see that that guy understands what leadership looks like. A couple of notes here that I think are important. It's also, he's he's the guy that you expect to be that person with that salary on that team. Like, all of those things are working in concert there, correct? Like, this is a shortstop league. If you don't believe it, look at the contracts. If you don't believe that, look at the production. Like, it all goes hand in hand. Your highest paid player, your big name free agent, is owning his role, and he's not only doing what that team asked him to do based on what they're paying him and based on what their expectation was. But he also understands what his salary is relative to everybody else in that room and how he needs to create value that isn't just for himself. And I think all of those things are fairly important in this because sometimes we don't focus enough on relative salary when it comes to player dynamics as well. Like I'm reminded of Wendell Carter Jr. saying on the Bulls, I can't be the one to speak up here because I'm the rookie. If you remember that when he was like, I'm just a rookie, but here are my thoughts at a time when they needed somebody. And I think in this case, the person who is is given the most money is also the person who knows he's got that responsibility. He also understands the value of his position to the team in these ways. I agree. I want to I want to let you hear from Ozzie Guillen because I thought that Ozzie Guillen said I don't agree with 100% of what Ozzie said here and I'll explain what I mean on the back side of it but I thought that he had some really interesting thoughts about Luis and about leadership and where leadership in a clubhouse should come from people don't make leaders right they grow up with you they do eat of that why first of all all leader uh, Abreu is all leader Abreu even care about people don't. I he care cares. about my... You didn't care about people? I care about my job. Right. I care about my job. I don't care about you, you. I care about my job. That's what says Dede. And he say right after he leave, T.A., oh, you know, T.A. is a leader. Why do we have to put people just to say T-shirts? I hear you. Oh, you know, he says, why, why are we desperate? 
why we are we are desperate please tell me I'm gonna why tell we are you. desperate for a leader uh, I think White Sox fans and I'll include myself in here I'm not saying I'm a desperate for yeah sure desperate for some leadership in the clubhouse only because we're talking about the position players who take the field every day and if they have not been playing up to the capabilities that we'd like to see so we'd like to think there would be someone who would be like policing the clubhouse policing the situation, like, leading the group. But what's that going to do if, if somebody like lights up the clubhouse? They don't have to necessarily there. light it up, but what do they do? I want to know what they do. Chuck. By the way, they can do I a lot the, of different. I'm sitting here for the last three games. Yeah. The stupid question come out. You think you're going to be the leader? I you wouldn't have think, asked that question. You don't. You don't think this guy should be a leader? No. This guy came and spell high. In English, why had to be the leader? You lead by example. I right. can tell you a lot of guys lead by example. Yes. Poco Nurko, yep. Harold Baines, mm -hmm. Roy Ventura, they lead by example. They yeah. know how to talk to people about anything. But you know who the White but Sox also, had? You know who the White Sox had who was seen reading the room and saying the right things to the right people, whether they needed to hear it or didn't want to hear it? It was you. Correct. Ozzy went on to say that the clubhouse only really needs a manager to be the leader, and I disagree with him in, in that respect, with all due respect, because I, I love Ozzy. I think we're using the wrong word for all of this. Okay. Accountability. I don't like the word policing. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I don't like the idea of policing. And but that's why I want to. They're just using it because that's the nomenclature they got. It's, I know. It's kind of like saying, did Luis Robert really say he didn't know? Or is he saying like, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know how to answer the question. Well, that's why I brought up the examples of Dansby Swanson. That's not. At the three examples that I brought up of Dansby Swanson. None of that is him policing the clubhouse. Oh, it's serving. It's ser And the, his whole thing, and that's what Maddie Lee was talking about this week, when she said his leadership style is about service. I do think, and people have pointed it out via the, the text lines, yeah, the communication issue is an issue. How does one lead if one can't speak with confidence the language of everyone who is inside the clubhouse. I that is that is a fair question, and it's probably not fair to ask people who are uncomfortable with a leadership role how to do it. I would then say that this is part where I do agree with Ozzy, because who did those guys say was their leader up until this season? Jose Abreu, who did go out there and did it with example, but that wasn't enough. You would think it would be. You would think looking at Jose Abreu that Yoan Moncada would be like, I need to be more like that. Or Eloy would be like, I need to be more like that. Which is why I don't necessarily think leadership is the word. I think it's the sports term we all use. But it really just sounds like accountability, which is also what Pedro Gafol said. And Pedro Gafol isn't the highest paid person in that room. No, not by a long shot. And I'm not saying it has to be directly related to relative salary, but it does make me ask the question when you when you have players talking about why isn't somebody on somebody when they're not when they're late to meetings constantly or something like that. That's accountability. And Ozzy, Ozzy's accountable. Ozzy's a good teammate. He's like, hey, you know, we got to be here at this time on the field. We got to be like, even now he's like that at work. And not everyone. Ozzy's also right about not everyone having that thing. And Ozzy will always famously say he wasn't a good hitter. 
You know, he talks about his lack of production offensively. Right. But it's okay for you as long as you're doing everything to maximize who you are. I just think, you know, the thing is, there's, there's, A, got to be an internal responsibility upon the part of every player you decide to put in your clubhouse. And then, B, there's got to be players that you know will hold others accountable, not necessarily puff their chest as the guy who has to be in front. A hundred percent. It's, I think that's a good way to put it, Layla, the, the, the concept of accountability. And it seems to have been missing from the White Sox clubhouse. And it, what, what I think is really interesting about it is that all those guys seem to recognize it, but weren't able to vocalize it in a way that would allow for more accountability. Whether we're talking about, and I know that you know, this is a bad name to bring up because of the way things ended, Dallas Keuchel or Lance Lynn or Keenan Middleton or T.A. Telling, telling the world he feels alone in that clubhouse and they're not being anyone that's doing anything to try and bridge that gap. And I do have questions about that because there's a part of me that's like, I feel like if T.A. would have said to... Lucas Giolito, man, I, I, I don't feel like I'm connected. I, I, I don't feel like that's a dude that's going to turn his back on T.A. and not, like, work through it with him. Yeah, I, I've always said the better question is, why did you feel like you couldn't do something about it in your house where you're the shortstop? Right. That's also the question. These are things that, that I don't know if they'll ever get figured out, but I thought it was worth pointing out the differences. And there can be multiple leaders on multiple fronts. And you can have a bunch of players who hate each other. And still respect the accountability inside of the structure of a team. Yeah, whenever we hear leader, just wonder if that really means accountability. And I think sometimes whenever we hear players like each other, wonder if that really means respect. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you know how much I hate studs on the softball team? Like, the worst. Like, the worst. But yet, here we are. Teammates. On a first place team. You know, it's how it works. I don't know nothing about that. You don't know nothing about really? that, Sage. <laughs> yeah, we butt heads all the time. Let me tell you, all the time, all the time. Me and him, and everyone else in the team, quite, quite frankly. And I'll kiss my ass. No, I think that's another point about Ozzy. You don't know nothing about that, Sage. <laughs> because Ozzy didn't care if you got mad at him at times. Yeah, I mean, this is what I say about a lot of people over at well, one particular person over at the White Sox. It's how I feel about Kenny Williams. Kenny, be mad. He yell at you. You can give it back to him. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Like adults. That's usually what happens. Hey, you said some BS. I did. You said some BS. I guess we both said some BS. And that's it. That's how that person operates. That's how that person operates. I'll tell you, I appreciate that. Because you know how he operates. I also operate that way. So I can feel, I, I respect it because I know it. 